From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Wednesday, March 10th, 2021. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Ohio reached a major milestone in the fight against COVID-19 yesterday, exactly one year after the first coronavirus case was reported. Andrew Kinsey has more. We start with vaccines. Two million people have now received at least the first dose of their vaccine. 1.1 million have received their second dose. People ages 50 and 59 can start receiving their shots Thursday. And when we look at our current cases, we are back on a slight decline after that recent plateau. Now, we've seen fewer than 2,000 new cases for six straight days. I'm Andrew Kinsey. Governor Mike DeWine said yesterday he's cautiously optimistic about the state's latest round of steps to fight COVID-19. Yolanda Harris has the details. So far, more than 2 million people have received their first dose of the vaccine. And this week, the governor rolled out the state's online vaccination portal. But he says it remains a work in progress. Well, I'll be happy with the website when uh, everybody is on the website and uh, all the providers are linked in. Until that moment, no, I'm not going to be happy with it. Governor DeWine says he will not lift the state's health orders until Ohio reaches 50 cases per 100,000 people for two weeks. I'm Yolanda Harris. Governor DeWine also said during a visit to a major vaccination operation in Columbus yesterday that he was at first wary to expand vaccine eligibility this week. Kevin Landers explains. Governor DeWine said he expanded the list of eligible Ohioans to 50 years and older, but it was done reluctantly. He said it took the health department to convince him that the list needed to be expanded. The reasons that were given, I think, are very valid reasons. In some cases, they were not filling up all of their slots. When you go down to 50, uh, frankly, you pick up a, a, a bigger percentage of the minority population. Governor Mike DeWine says he will lift all state mandatory health orders if cases drop to 50 cases per 100,000 people. Reporting from the Schottenstein Center, Kevin Landers. Students at Bowling Green State University are calling for changes following the death of 20-year-old Stone Foltz, who died after an alleged hazing incident involving alcohol. Kaylee Kirby has more. Over 100 students marched to McFall Center, where the president's office is located, demanding action be taken. There are so many victims that haven't been able to speak up because there's harassment and they experience like actual violence from people in Greek life. Students shared stories at the steps of the building. People are constantly victims, and this is the consequence, Stone's death. They are also calling for a system for reporting hazing, harassment, and assault. Reporting at BGSU, Kaylee Kirby. As Bowling Green students mourned the loss of fellow student Stone Foltz, lawmakers moved to crack down on Greek life organizations in Ohio. Andrew Kinsey has the details. Republican Senator Stephanie Kunze of Hilliard is renewing legislation to strengthen laws regarding anti-hazing. Collins' law stalled in the Senate Education Committee back in the fall. This newer version is aimed at educating students and parents about hazing, providing more transparency about past incidents within organizations, and creating what could be felony charges for those involved. And I think it's really to educate them, to know the dangers, and to really make Ohio um, a culture of not tolerating that kind of behavior and keeping, keeping young people safe. 
I'm Andrew Kinsey. Elderly Ohioans in nursing homes are the most vulnerable to COVID-19, and Laura Queso has numbers demonstrating just how vulnerable that population is. The state's own data shows that 47% of all COVID deaths in Ohio have been tied to long-term care facilities. Similarly, those aged 70 and up make up 78% of all COVID deaths in the state. The death rate is higher for those with Alzheimer's by nearly 17%. But... There is hope. Right now, the majority of nursing homes have zero new cases of coronavirus. I'm Laura Queso. Over the last few years, Ohio cities have created designated outdoor refreshment areas, or DORAs, and Findlay is the latest making plans. John Monk has more. The expectation is that once the DORA is in full swing, it can help get many of these downtown businesses back on their feet after the pandemic. The city of Findlay will be officially submitting their approved application for the DORA to the state of Ohio after April 1st. And then once it receives state approval, it'll be up to the city of Finley to install their necessary infrastructure in place before they can officially open their Dora for good. I'm John Monk reporting from Finley. Police in Cleveland are investigating a medical professional suspected of sneaking drugs into the Cuyahoga County Jail. More from Michael Kelly. A Metro Health Medical Center employee ID'd as Tamika Hardy was arrested as she arrived for work on Tuesday with little comment from the Cuyahoga County Sheriff's Office. A press release was issued confirming Hardy's identity, noting that she was responsible for scheduling and registering inmate medical care. Controlling contraband at the jail has been a struggle. The county fired a jail supervisor on Thursday for sneaking in a marijuana vape pen while another officer was let go in December for bringing marijuana and cigarettes to inmates. Michael Kelly, ONN News. And a new study released this week shows an added benefit for pregnant women who get the coronavirus vaccine. Tracy Townsend reports. Dr. Joseph Gastaldo with Ohio Health says much like the flu vaccine, the COVID-19 vaccine shows protection for both the mom and the baby. When a pregnant woman chooses to be vaccinated and she's fully vaccinated, A study now has shown protective antibodies being expressed in the breast milk. While pregnant women were not included in any of the trials, Dr. Gostaldo says more than 20,000 pregnant women have received the COVID-19 vaccine and there have been no safety issues so far. I'm Tracy Townsend. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.